Welcome to another episode of Live Epic Youth Development and Leadership. My name is Daryl and I'm so glad to have you as someone listening to my podcast. I appreciate the time that you take because of course there are literally millions of podcasts out there and you took the time to listen to what I have to say so I appreciate you very much. So if you've been listening to the podcast um, before, you would know it's really for persons who are interested in developing the leadership potential in the children or the young people in their care. So you can be an educator, an educator, a school social worker, a guidance officer, a parent, a guardian, foster parent, um, HR officer or department leader. There is something here for you that can help you uh, in terms of ensuring that the young people who you're responsible for could you know achieve the greatest potential that they have so enjoy this show on today's episode i'm going to speak into you in the faith-based organization yeah fbos and a faith-based organization when we talk about that, we're talking about uh, religious organizations. So your churches, your temples, your mosques, um, wherever people of faith, uh, whatever the faith is, gather. And in my first episode, I was very clear that I came from a background uh, in the church setting where I would have worked in youth development for five years. But what I'm going to share today is going to be applicable to anyone across uh, various faiths because I'm going to show you how the faith-based organization can develop resilience in young people. You're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be important for you to pay attention and let me explain why. So the faith-based organization is a critical partner or stakeholder in youth development. Remember, outside of, of uh, school, the school system or the school setting, you're going to find in the communities that we live, uh, young people spend a lot of time in their faith-based organizations. So they are an important part of the socialization of young people, the development of young people. You know, because typically, you know, parents take their kids from, you know, a young age and, it's, and they grow up in the faith-based organization until they decide to leave or or they may stay or move to another country and continue, you know, their, their personal faith work. So I'm going to share with you from what we have been looking at in the last two episodes, just um, how crucial the role is for your FBO in developing resilience in young people. So in our first episode, talking about resilience, um, it was entitled Develop Resilient Youth, right? I introduced resilience factors. And there are several resilience factors. This is all based on research. I'm going to give you the article and the authors. Again, Resilience in Children, Developmental Perspectives. And the authors, Masten and Barnes. Okay, so you can look up the article. It's free. And there's no paywall, so you can read the article and get a, a good perspective. They look at it from a healthcare perspective, a pediatric depart, uh, unit in, in the hospital. Um, but it's the same resilience factors. They just look at the response in a healthcare setting. Now, 
In this episode, we're talking about the faith-based organization, okay? So your church, temple, mosque, wherever people of faith gather, whatever is the, the, the terminology that you use. And the focus is on those the three uh, the three resilience factors, okay, that I find cl- closely relate to the typical work of your FBO and really provide a clear roadmap for how you can develop resilience in the young people in your membership, congregation, group, whatever you call it. Okay, so here are the three resilience factors, okay? And remember, they, they could call, we call these sometimes what protective factors. In other words, they help to protect, um, support, to sort of um, guide the, the ability of the person to be resilient. Okay, so the first one, hope, faith, optimism. Okay, hope, faith, optimism. The second one, meaning-making, belief life has meaning. The third, connections with well-functioning communities. So, this is very interesting. Now, as I said, this is research. You know, the psychologists and the other social scientists did their, you know, investigations and their analyses, and they came up with a list of resilience factors, factors that, if employed or or adopted by an individual, can develop within them resilience, okay? And just for, you know, completeness, I think I should go over again what resilience is, although we spoke about it in previous episodes. So resilience, when we talk about resilience, okay, we're talking about your ability to process and overcome hardship. And we all know life is full of hardship. Okay, not just the last year or two with the pandemic, but even before that, we all experienced difficulties, difficult times, difficult scenarios and situations. Some people call resilience uh, mental toughness or they refer to it as a mental reservoir strength. It's, you know, your ability to, you know, encounter um, uh, tough situations and recover, right? So, your FBO, your faith community, is a partner in developing resilience in the young people in your community. Of course, this applies to all members, but this podcast is focused on uh, young people, all right? Because now, generally, the faith-based community, the faith-based organization, op- you know, is really uh, operating on a local level. And what I mean by that... It, for most, you know, scenarios, you know, the the temple, the master church is really a local player. There are some who, you know, have more of a national and global interest in terms of how they operate. But really, uh, for the majority, they focus on that zip code that they're in, that 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 community that they that they work in. All right. So we're gonna look at how. These factors relate directly to the work of your faith-based organization and just how you can, you know, double down on that to build resilience in the young people in your care. So, let's look at the first one. Hope, faith, optimism. So, it's just so clear. 
Now remember, I am not making this 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 up, right? This is what re- the social scientists have presented to us as resilience factors. Now, the one of the common traits of faiths, religions, whatever your term you're comfortable with, is hope. All right. So when we talk about hope, we talk about okay, things are gonna get better. There's an opportunity for redemption. Um, the situation is not going to always be like this. There is, um, you know, better days ahead. So your ability to instill hope in uh, the young people who you serve automatically builds within them some resilience, some capacity to treat with hardship. Because when hardship comes, they could draw on the hope that you have downloaded into them and that could be sort of something that enables them to, you know, process the difficult moments. Faith. Okay. Now, faith is a tough concept. But in the in the faith-based community, the concept of faith says, okay, one, I believe in a higher power, right? Uh, in the Christian faith, we, we talk about God. In Islam, it's going to be Allah, which means God, actually. And... In the Hindu faith, they have several gods, um, a couple thousand or more, right? Um, Rastafari, you know, they recognize um, Jah. Uh, every faith-based community, you know, has um, that concept, right? And faith is basically this, uh, how do I say it? This understanding that there is my ability to believe in something, even though I can't see it, I know that it exists. I know that there is a, 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 a source that I could draw on for difficult times. And it, it obviously, it takes some, you know, persons with, you know, the, 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 back, the background and the, the understanding and the be, be, different faith-based communities to express and to teach what faith means. Um, but I'm trying to put it to you that, you know, it's, it is very important in the life of the young person. So I could talk about in the, in the Christian community, more specifically, when we talk about faith, you know, we talk about, you know, the evidence of something unseen. In other words, Although I don't see it, uh, I believe that it's going to happen. I know, and we talk about walking by faith. In other words, it's not happening as yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a proactive step forward. So those concepts of faith really create a sense of resilience for young persons. So faith uh, has been shown based on research to. Um, have a significant role in developing resilience, okay? Um, utilizing faith for meaning-making and uh, framing of events has contributed to en- the enhanced ability of individuals to deal with major negative life situations, you know, when you're trying to explain difficult uh, experiences and tragedies, okay? Now, faith can also be used to induce fear. That's the flip side of it because, you know, you could live in a sense of paranoia, so you have to manage that in your faith-based organization, okay? 
Okay, so the second resilience factor is meaning making. Belief life has a meaning. So faith-based organizations give members that feeling that life has meaning, right? So for the Christian, it's, you know, to establish God's kingdom on earth. Uh, According to Hindus, the meaning of life is fourfold. To achieve dharma, which is virtuously and righteously. Arthur, pursuit of wealth and prosperity in one's life. Kama, obtaining enjoyment from life. And moksha, enlightenment, okay? Muslims, their um, purpose is to worship Allah. Judaism embodied the Torah. And Rastafarians, they await their deliverance from captivity and a return to Zion, right? So all faith-based organizations have that uh, built into them, meaning-making and a belief life has meaning. So conversations about purpose... Helping young people to understand their life purpose, to discover it, to support it, to nurture it, to expand it, you know, just to go after it. These things are important in developing resilience because it creates a a meaning for life, right? So you have to be uh, very clear in solidifying that in your faith-based organization with the young people you serve. It's going to be very crucial for them as they grow and develop because, you know, meaning, um, making, and having understanding of uh, a reason for life really is important for our human development. If you think about it, now you know some, there are some of us who may disagree, but in general, as humans, we have an innate desire to have an understanding for you know, the meaning of life, purpose. And it's very difficult to have no meaning or no sense of purpose in tough times. You know, that just makes it easier for you to give up. So your role is important, and I hope you uh, appreciate it in terms of developing resilience in young people. Okay, so the last point in terms of the resilience factor is connections with well-functioning communities. Now, this, this applies not just to, of course, FBOs, but other organizations. But I found it to be so pertinent to the work of uh, the FBO. Because typically, every faith group tends to be a little a community within a community. They are like a, a subset of the society, of, of the community that they exist in. And it's important for you as a leader to teach the meaning and concept of community because knowing that the young, a young person, sorry, knowing that they have a community creates in them a resiliency to treat with hardship. It's like a, a booster shot. Probably booster shot is the wrong, the wrong term, especially in this climate. But you get the point. You see, a community has... A well-functioning community has cohesion, safety. It's a safe space to do and be. It provides community activities, support services, and a strong and defined identity. Now, these things are critical because as hardships arise, a young person could say, you know what, in this difficult moment, I know I could get support from my community. I know that 
things might be crazy in other places, but I feel safe in my community, right? Um, I'm struggling with figuring out who I am and I could find a sense of identity in my community. Now, there are different types of communities and I'm just going to share briefly, really quickly, some types I came across. They're like interest communities, people who share the same interests or passion, action communities, people who are trying to bring about change, place, that's a geographic community, practice, communities of people in the same profession, you know, like doctors and stuff, um, circumstance, people brought about together by external events or situations, all right? So I think typically you would see an FBO would be like an interest community. They have the same interests, you know, or, or passion. Uh, the key factor here is to develop a strong community within your FBO, okay? That's going to be critical to helping the young person have a sense of resilience because they're going to rely and draw on that community in in the difficult times, which is going to come to them. We're all going to have difficult times, all right? So remember, the key takeaway here is that your FBO has a critical role in developing resilience in young people. If you're a member of a faith-based organization, I encourage you to speak with your leadership to talk about um, you know, what you can do to ensure that you're building capacity in the young people to be resilient, to be able to withstand the tough times in life. That's going to be so critical and so important in their development. So I want to share really quickly some just general uh, tips for you in the faith-based space that I think tie into this in terms of supporting your work with young people and will allow you to improve on your work in terms of building resilience. So the first is you want to have a youth-friendly space. You know, a well-designed environment, they support, you know, intended outcomes. And where possible, have a youth-friendly space. Um, there's a lot, there's some debate about, you know, how far, you know, faith-based organizations go in terms of having, you know, you know, how much is too much and if it's a distraction. You have to do your research and, and figure out what works in your locality. The key thing is that you must, with whatever investment you do, remember the objective and the focus, the outcome. Okay, so it cannot be that the, 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 the space becomes the objective. You know, that's just an, an enabling tool in, in the objective of your faith-based community. Okay? Um, second point, look at having full-time staff to treat with, you know, young people and youth development. I've, you know, this is a struggle I, I know in a number of um, faith-based communities where there really isn't any full-time attention to youth development. It's not considered a worthy item for expenditure. And, you know, the idea is that everything should be voluntary. And I disagree. And I want to say, if that's, your, if that's your thinking, reconsider it and consider getting some, you know, full-time support. 
have a plan is the third point I want to share with you. It's really critical that you have a plan for uh, the young people in the community that you operate in as a faith-based organization. You know, how you plan to serve them, how you plan to respond, you know, how what are your policies for treating with, you know, a myriad of things that could occur with respect to young people. For instance, if you're operating in the U.S., um, a big thing is going to be how you're going to treat with um, safety and security issues. So it, that's a difference. You know, in the Caribbean, we don't have to, like, um, we're not required to screen persons uh, across our FBI database or any kind of database before they serve um, in, in the U.S. You know, practically, you know, in any rule that deals with children and youth, I'm talking about whether it's in, in a faith-based organization or in a school or whatever, you know, you have to get screened and, and go through, you know, back, background checks, etc. Whatever you are in your locality, make sure you have a plan that covers everything, including um, those, those security and safety issues. And as a part of that plan, make sure you have an idea for how you're going to transition them as they age. You know, that, okay, you know, Johnny or Sue, what you would like to see them, where they could fit in. Because as they grow older, if you don't have a plan for them, they're just going to, you know, age out and leave and, you know, you're going to lose valuable um, team members, uh, members of your community. Okay? So, those are just my little tips that I think will support your work in terms of developing community, uh, making um, uh, meaning, and of course, um, your hope and optimism. So remember those resiliency factors in your faith-based organization. Hope, faith, and optimism is the first one. The second is meaning-making, belief life has meaning, and the third is connections with well-functioning communities. Okay, so that's it for this episode. I hope that it was beneficial to you. And as I was thinking about, you know, what really stood out to me in those resilience factors, definitely community. Now that last point on a well-functioning community as a resilience factor. Yeah, that, that was important for me because I feel like the concept of what a true community is, a well-functioning community has been lost, not just in the faith-based communities or organizations, but in society as a whole. When you, you know, when you look at how we live now in terms of our neighborhoods, you know, it's not, you know, that concept of community, that concept of um, brotherhood, sisterhood, you know, oneness that used to have in general communities in society, it is definitely is, is, is a lost uh, concept. If we could bring back some of that in the communities that we manage and control now, it will do so much for us as a country and as a world. All right? Um, you can follow me on social media. My Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn handles are all the same, which makes it easy. Daryl Butkin. And on Facebook, it's Daryl D. Butkin. Okay, so thank you so much for your um, listening and for your sharing and your comments. Let me know what your faith-based organization is doing to build resilience in young people or generally what you thought about the resiliency factors, okay? 
So on our next episode, I hope to talk about motivation. That's going to be episode 10. I am really grateful to have made it to episode 10. And thank all of you so much for sticking with me and, and you know, making it to this point. So we're going to talk about motivation, you know, how you can motivate young persons and it's going to be um really inspiring for you in terms of in internal external motivational factors just some you know some tools uh and nuggets to put in your in your toolkit as you work with young people across uh, the different um, areas that you function so i love you all thank you so much for listening live epic <laughs>